0: welcome back Richard it's terrific to see you again you sound enthused this morning what's what's wrong <laughs> well you know it's um it, it's November there's uh the holidays coming and uh there's just more stuff to do than there are than there are minutes of the day
1: that's it's that time of year isn't it um yes. where things really accelerate so yeah, well, here we are almost to mid-november <laughs> yeah
0: my um, wife and I were were shopping yesterday so it's it's the, the only the what the second weekend of November and uh, there were Christmas things out oh. and there was it was playing people, already it's unreal
1: people seem to be doing it early. um a lot I, I, as you drive around people have Christmas trees are up in window in homes mm-hmm. and the uh, lights are you know the lights are up and everything and I thought ooh this is earlier than I remember it. Um, so yeah it seems to be happening uh, earlier and earlier even in homes stores start this in July or August but yeah yeah, but people are people are getting ready for the holiday so yes a stark reminder that we are
0: approaching here we are yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. today on the podcast we are going to talk about an issue that we focus on here a lot in our practice um, because both of us do a lot of couples work. We do a lot of marriage counseling. Um, we are always interested in learning more about the dynamics of relationships. And, you know, we we kind of recently came across um, this idea of, not that we haven't read about it before, but right. it reminded us of these stages of marriage. Right. And uh, so we thought we would talk about the stages of marriage a little bit today. Right.
1: Yeah. It's something we spend a considerable amount of time in the practice working on, as you say, f- uh, family law and, and uh, marriage and couples therapy. Um, but also what, what brought this to the fore in my case was um, friends and family members who are recently married or remarried. Right. And each time I go to one of these weddings, I'm reminded of, um, of what can be in a relationship. You know, my my son recently married for the first time and and big event. And and I've talked to him about not giving him advice. You know, I'm not going to give him any advice about his marriage. But when you talk about marriage and you you and I both know that you go marriage is a dynamic process. It's a movie, not a picture. It's not a snapshot. Right. It's a moving, dynamic, ever changing set of uh, circumstances and so we thought well let's take a look at this and so we went back to this idea and took another look at the whole idea of something called the stages of marriage okay right. yeah and different writers have different numbers some say it's three stages and some say it's seven stages and four or five or six stages which really doesn't matter um the idea is that mar- a marriage is a dynamic process and each Stage needs to be managed, and Absolutely. so and it's and if you understand each stage, it makes it easier for you to manage what's going on in that stage.
0: Absolutely, and you know the there there are at least three, as you said, right. and, mm-hmm. and you know, but there's these sort of global periods. Right. Um, we could call those the epochs of uh, marriage, and then we have these individual right. stages yeah. that, mm-hmm. that sort of scatter across the three, but you know, most relationships start with this idea of romantic love. And right. um, it's this sort of period of infatuation, and and they're just enamored with each other. Mm-hmm. And and this is the time when people talk about, you know, sort of love being blind. And it's th- a time when you, you overlook each other's um, shortcomings, or, you know, what we'll later refer to as flaws. Um, and, and you go through that period of romantic love. And And everything is wonderful and everything is um, nothing is so insurmountable that it can't be fixed with with this love Um, that romantic love doesn't last uh, for too long. Right. Uh, And then it gets into these other periods where you start to become a little bit disillusioned and um, you start to see each other in ways that maybe you didn't before and And so we're going to talk about these different some of these different stages that happen along the way, some of which right. most people have heard of, um, mm-hmm. but others that we just want people to consider because you know it, it's mm-hmm. not that every relationship, every marriage is doomed for failure. Right. however, um I like to think of marriages as um as sort of an evolution. Mm-hmm. We all change over time, and I think that a lot of times what happens is people sort of go into marriage with this idea that, well, it's just going to stay the same. I'm going to feel exactly the same as I do right now. And I'm going to feel this way for the rest of my life. And when you when you go into it with that sort of misconception, it's going to, it's going to breed problems and it's going to have, you're going to have issues.
1: Yeah, I like the way you talk about the epics. You know, there's this sort of a, like a three-act play uh, mm-hmm. with marriage. The first act is the romantic stage, romantic love. The second is you start to get disillusioned, but you also get distracted because now you have children and jobs and you're building houses and buying stuff and celebrating holidays. And then there's the third large stage, which is the disillusion. (laughs) You, you, You don't dissolve it, but you either adjust with resignation, say, okay, we've been together 40 years, so let's just stay, or you adjust with contentment. And what we hope that in this in the last stage, right. that you adjust with contentment. But if you think of marriage in three big parts, it's romantic love, disillusion and distraction, and um, adjustment, and the final stage is adjustment. But within each of those, there are sort of sub-chapters, you know. So if you think there's three large sections, but within each three, there are these little, uh, also little periods, shorter periods, where important things are happening. Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, regardless of what stage you're in, you know, one
0: of the things that we often consider is marital satisfaction. You know, how do you feel about the marriage? How satisfied are you with your marriage? And -hmm. and I think that part of this is the idea of of needs. Um, When I work with couples, one of the big things I talk to them about is um, is how each of them are meeting the other's needs. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, the the challenge is, is that when you have a partner and that partner isn't meeting your needs, well, you know, we, if we have a need that needs to be met, then we find some way to meet that need. And, And that is one of the things that often leads to significant problems and makes people very dissatisfied with their relationship. And so, you know, we think about marital satisfaction as a as a as an instrument or as a tool or as a perspective that is really important. It, it doesn't have it, And I, I think people sometimes have a hard time with this. It has nothing to do with reality. It, it's really a perception. Um, you know, right. if you feel as though your partner has your back, no matter what, there may have never been anything in the marriage where your partner has had to have your back. But mm-hmm. as long as you believe that they have your back and that they're always there to support you, that's fantastic. Right. You know, if you if you know that if that you're having a problem with somebody at work, that your spouse or your partner is going to be there to to support you and to, to be there for whatever decision you make, that, that that can be tremendous satisfaction. Again, it may have never happened. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to have happened. But as long as you believe it, it's going to help you be more satisfied with that relationship.
1: Right. That's right. And so if you want to check the status of your marriage, you could take this. It, it's a very simple. Well, it's not it can be simple. This marital satisfaction scale. And I think it'll be in the show notes. Right. Yeah. You're going oh, to put it in, the show notes. in. So you could go to the show notes or you could go to the article and um, get these. Uh, it, it has 15 items and it's sort of makes you think about each of these things um, and how your marital satisfaction mm-hmm. um, is at any particular point and it's things like um, I'm happy like one of the questions I'm happy about our commitment and feel that my partner understands me okay so then you give that some thought um our relationship is a success right. and so you take you look at these items and say okay where am I how do I grade myself there's no there's no point scale but it's just sort of you think about these things and say you know yes I am or no I'm not satisfied with my marriage. So you can take a look at that. It's sort of fun to do, but it's also informative. Uh, absolutely.
0: And, and I really like, you know, as you go through those questions, I like what you said a minute ago about this idea of, you know, pictures versus movies. You know, we, we you might fill out that that marital satisfaction right. you know, and you know, recognize that that's a that's a snapshot of where you are right now. Um, but then you can look at it again in six months, a year, five years, and everything may be different. You know, you go through these periods of time and and that's why, you know, we think of uh, relationships as evolving because Mm -hmm. with every, everything that you go through personally has an influence and an effect on your relationship as a, as a couple or as a, as a partnership. And if it, if your partnership doesn't evolve, it's going to affect the satisfaction and so it it evolves and changes and moves over over a period of time and so we' like to think of marriage as a as a movie as opposed to just these snapshots, but the snapshots can give you some good information about where you are right now
1: that's right because if you take the marital satisfaction scale at year four, you might get one perspective one score if you take it if you take the same scale at year fifteen, you might get a very different score and so we would encourage you to to repeat the process over time to see where you are in a particular stage. You know, this is your score in stage one, but this might be your score in stage five. Right. How how many times have you
0: talked to a couple and and they say everything was great. And then right after we married, we got married, everything changed.
1: Right. Right.
0: Right? And and it's because views change, expectations change, needs change. Everything's changed. Everything changes. Very quickly, right? And and when things change, you know, you either adapt or you don't adapt. And
1: um, you, you just there. gave you just gave me a thought. Let's say you live together for five years. Okay, you get married in year six. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're not in stage one, right? You're in stage two or three, right? And you're you're bumping up to the seven year itch, right? So it's it, it's not the marriage it's not the marriage that caused the problem. It was that you're, you got, you happen to get married mm-hmm. in the seventh year of your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's true. Yeah. Let's go. So let's take a look at these seven stages and explain each one and yeah. um, see what we can do uh, to help you get through each one.
0: Absolutely. So stage one, you know, I, I'm going to say, obviously is called the honeymoon stage. And this is, usually the first couple of years, first one to three years or so uh, of the, and I like what you said, the the relationship, not necessarily the marriage, but um, the first one to three years of the relationship. And this is, again, that romantic love. This falls very nicely at the same time as romantic love, where everything is wonderful. Um, You know, you see all the little Um, idiosyncratic little tendencies of your partner. They're cute. They're uh, little quirks. They're wonderful. And, you know, those tend to become the things that drive you crazy later. Um, But those are those nice little things because this is just that time period where everything is rose-colored glasses.
1: Exactly. There's two big things that happen in stage one. One is that you overlook your partner's faults or you accept them or you think they're cute or this is sort of adorable that you do this. So one is you accept those. You, you, it's not that you overlook them; that you don't realize they're there. You accept them as quirks. Okay. The second thing is, in this first phase, and I, I want to put this as delicately as I can, you're going to do your best to propagate the species. Right. So that's that's why you're together. And we would say enjoy this while you can. This is the this is the period of physical intimacy probably the best, maybe the best it ever is. certainly the most passionate that it ever is. It's in this phase. And you need to enjoy that while while it's there, but you also need to do what you can to sustain it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Because as everybody knows, over time, that starts to evaporate and that can create enormous problems in later stages of a relationship. So um, yes, it's it's um, intense. The, the physical intensity is intense, but it doesn't need to, those flames don't necessarily need to burn out. So right. you need to do your best to hang on to those. Right. Absolutely.
0: And so after the honeymoon phase, so after that first one to three years or so, then you you travel to the moon and now you're coming back to earth. In stage um, two, you're coming back to earth. <laughs> that's right. So for stage two, you're coming back to earth. And, and this is the first, Within the first three to five years or so, and, right. and this is where you really start to see the true self, the the true mm-hmm. other person that yeah. you're in the partnership with. And you know, again, anyone can do that romantic love, that honeymoon stage, because it, it really is a, a time of where, where you're not, you know, you're 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 intoxicated with oxytocin, and you're not right. yeah. seeing things exactly the way that they are. And so by the time that starts to wear down and you get, you're coming back to earth. You are seeing the other person as their true self. Right. And again, this is when you have those, Um, you know, you may start feeling like, what did I do? What did I get myself <laughs> into? What did, what um, in the world? Right. You're like, okay. Um, some right. of that, some of that shine is, is kind of um, knocked off and, you start to see things in a little bit of a different view. Those rose colored glasses are starting to coming off.
1: Right. Yeah. This is where each partner in stage two years, three to five, you begin to reveal your what we call your true self. So this stuff starts to come out normal. Um, but if you like or love your partner's true self, you know, you've been through the romantic phase. That was easy. Now you're in the second phase. If you can, if you can love your partner's true self, then you're really starting to build a strong foundation. Okay, that, that's what you have to look for. If you love each other for who you really are, you're going to um, you're going to build a bond that that will withstand all the other challenges that are going to come because it doesn't get easier. But if you if you can get through this phase and appreciate each other for who you are, you're going to have the foundation you need for each subsequent stage.
0: Right, and 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 Rich, I think that this is so critical, and it's something that we talk to um, people in their in early stages of their relationship. You know, when if we ever do have the opportunity to do premarital counseling and things like that, one of the things we tell people is you need to be, you need to show who your real self is as early as possible. You know, you got to take some of that guardedness down, and and that you know, oh yeah, I will do anything, no no problem. You need to show who you really are early, because that's how you're going to know that by the time you get to the second stage, that you're right. not going to be like, "Wow, I really don't like this person. I really right. don't like who this person really is." Right? Um, you know, the marriages that that last are the marriages where they do like each other at the core. They they like who each other is. They like. You know, we're no longer lo- overlooking those um, idiosyncratic tendencies, right. those those quirks. And, and we're actually being honest as far as how we evaluate that partner. And, and I think it's important to do that as early as possible. Um, if you want to know sort of whether or not this relationship is going to be sustainable.
1: Right. Yeah. The sooner you get to true self and uh, because, you know, during the romantic phase, you wear makeup and you, you know, you do all the things you're supposed to do. Um, So that's, but you don't sustain that over time. Okay. You're not going to keep doing that in stage two and three. And so get to true self as quickly as possible and appreciate, learn to appreciate each other for your true selves. Mm -hmm. This is what I really am. And then, and then you'll build the foundation. You're going to build that foundation in stage two. Absolutely. Because...
0: Yes, you're ready for stage three, which is the rebellion, which always. Means exactly.
1: Working. You have to get ready for three. Please know that stage three is there and right. all encounter it. So you use one and two to get to three. Re- stage three is called the rebellion. And for good right. reason. Right. And this is within the first five to
0: seven years. Um, And again, the, these these time frames are. Are, are fudgible. They can be, they can move around. Um, but this is where you start, you're working up towards that idea of the seven year itch, right? right. right. Where you're yeah. really thinking, man, what am I doing? Is this a relationship I want to be in? Um, and, and this is, you know, the, the couple has, you know, hopefully found ways to to connect and to remain connected, you know, through these, these initial years. But during this this third stage is really when that second epoch begins of of sort of di- you know we're going to start having some disappointment and you're going to have some um, questions you're, some of that disillusion um, some of that disillusionment is going to begin and and so it's really important that we're preparing for that during those first
1: couple stages. That's right. Use those first two stages, whether it's romantic love, physical love. Uh, true, self. use those to get to three, because in three, stage three is where disappointment and resentment begin to emerge. Right. Um, and, and we typically transform those feelings—the disappointment with the relationship, the disappointment with your partner—we transform those into anger. Okay, right. and but all we're doing is we're simply reacting to unmet expectations. You know, we Absolutely. thought the honeymoon would last forever. We thought our partner was this, we assumed our partner was that. We thought it would be in this kind of a house and not that kind of a house. So if you have unmet expectations, they they evolve into anger and resentment. And this is what leads to, I need to change my partner or I need to change partners. And, right. and that's where these feelings end up, is I need to change my partner or I need to change partners. That's the seven year itch there's yeah. a reason you know there's a reason for every stereotype, and right. that's what happens now again, if you can get through this stage, if you can learn to give grace and right. to, and hopefully receive it um if you can get to that point where he or she loves me warts and all, now you've added to that foundation right okay. you made it through this this test and now you've added another layer of strength to that basic foundation because you've survived this this very difficult transitional period
0: right because again by this time that true self has come out you're you're really having the having had the opportunity now to see your partner in most areas of and in most circumstances, you know, it, it's no longer that everything at work is going wonderful. By, mm-hmm. by this time, you've seen struggles in all these different areas and how your partner handles those things and how they treat you during those stages. And, and so, you know, that push and pull that happens in the relationship over, over periods of time. And now, you know, I, I like what you said about, you know, disappointment and resentment. Because if you're not careful, that is what starts to to bubble up. And, right. and you have to really work to recognize that so that you can thwart, you can push it off and and, and you know, refrain from getting to that point and right. to give each other grace and um right. and maybe to receive grace um in those those times.
1: Yeah. Hopefully both partners are are, you know, love, love is measured by what you give, not what you receive. You know, right. I mean, both of you were receiving it. Um and you manage to weather this period. Right. Because that's going to get you, so you weather this period. Um, it seems like, you know, divorce seems like a good option, but perhaps it isn't. Maybe maybe you can fix the things that are happening at stage three. Yeah. Do repair rather than uh, buying a new one. Mm-hmm. Because the new one is probably going to become like the old one. It's right. Two, you know, the, these stages happen in every relationship. So Right. So then you get to stage four. Now, stage four is the longest period mm-hmm. uh, for most of us, where you're finding gratitude amid distractions. Right. Both things are happening, and this this could last ten to twenty years. Um, and so you've tasted the threat of separation and divorce um in stage three, but but you hang in there and you're now you're a couple, and you accept each other as you are. But what happens here is that by this time in the relationship, you're beginning to feel safe in this place and with this person. Mm-hmm. You've you, you weathered all those storms in the first three stages. And now you're starting to feel like, okay, this is my safe place. All right. Yeah. And this is the stage, but this is also the stage where the biggest life changes occur raising right. children, building homes, career changes, moves.
0: Yeah. That that part is is so important because I, I can imagine hearing people say things now about um, about different age the, the the age at which we are at these different stages uh, of marriages and you know one of the realities is that overall the overarching uh, averages we're, we're getting older by the time we get married you know it, there was a time when most people were married between the ages of eighteen and twenty or so sure. well. If you are married at 18, this is now just, you're just now getting into your thirties by the time you get to stage four. If you don't get married until you're 30, now right. you're, you're, you're approaching 50, you know, you're, you're in your forties and fifties by the time you get to this stage. And it's a very different um, set of circumstances. And so, you know, many of these seem to certainly be to hold more consistently um, when we're talking about these stages, you know, with with people who get married at those more traditional times, but because this is the stage, as you just said, where, you know, you're formulating your career, you're buying homes, you're raising kids, and all of those things are happening now. And distractions is exactly the phrase that you have to use to, to characterize this time period, because everything is a distraction. Um, that's, right. you know, that's why we call it empty nest. And, and there's a thing called emptiness syndrome. By the time that kids leave the home, it's because now all the distractions are gone and it's just the two of you again.
1: Right. That's right. That's and what is coming? that like? That's that's what's coming. So in stage four, you you've decided to stay together. You've made it through the seven-year itch. Now you're together. In stage four, your relationship strengthens. Because together as a couple, you've accomplished all of these things. You know, you've built a house, you have built a career, you have raised children, you've sent them to college. Mm -hmm. This is an achievement. This is an accomplishment. Okay. And so that accomplishment, that shared accomplishment, we did it. Look what we have done together. Um, Again, strengthens the relationship Mm -hmm. so that it prepares you for another cliff which is empty nest right because the next what's coming is the kids are gone mm-hmm. and now it's just the two of you again
0: right yeah and that's where we get to stage 5 which is called the reunion and mm-hmm. so um you know a lot of those distractions are less distracting and um you know kids are off you are either well established in your career or maybe even approaching retirement or or something depending on Again, some of those age-related things, but you begin to have a very different appreciation for your partner because you've gone through so much. You, you've, you've, as you said a moment ago, you've accomplished all these things, and so couples reach this period, and they either, well, I mean, the reality is they either really celebrate and 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 enjoy this time with each other, or they say, "Man, I, um, what's going on? What am I going to do now?" Um, and they decide whether they still like each other or
1: not. That's right, right. Yeah, because you have to remember that you've been through this very busy time, this 10 to 20-year period. You're tired, you're worn out. Um, So be careful, you know, when... During this reunion phase, be very careful. This is a good time, and many people are doing this now, where you have to stay fit, stay active, stay engaged, mm-hmm. because there's still much to do in your relationship. Th- th- this is no time to say, okay, I'm finished. You're not finished. There's much to do in the next two phases, all right? Yeah. So know that this is coming. Know that the reunion is is coming, and it should, once again, bring you back together. Right. Because you need to prepare for stage six, which is also one of those dangerous periods in any relationship. Yeah. Uh, we, we refer to as danger, dang, you know, those road signs that say dangerous curves ahead, uh, rock slides, you know, mm-hmm. be careful because this ne- the next couple of years will once again test your relationship. Right.
0: Yeah. It, it's so it's so interesting. You see, you know, we've we've seen couples where they have weathered all of this so far. They've they've weathered, um, you know, getting married early um, in their adulthood. They they raise kids, they establish careers, some some of which are very, you know, high working, uh, high achieving professionals. Um, they they send their kids off. They 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 really even manage the the reunion pretty well. But then in stage six again, you know, one of the one of the most difficult things I think in relationships is retirement. When well, all of a sudden, you know, he he or she doesn't go away for eight hours a day. You know, so now they're home all day with right. you, and and how do you handle that? Right, you, know, you start getting into this. At the same time, you know, we go through these personal things of sort of a fear of missing out. We we like look back at our lives and you think start thinking about all these things that you wanted to do and that you haven't done yet. And you, right. you have this fear of uh, of missing out on some opportunities. And so that can either bring you together and you sort of, again, sort of share some of these uh, uh dreams and aspirations, or it can pull you apart and you go in different directions because you want to do different things so yep. you have to really be
1: careful for these these curves that happen during stage six right, because in stage six and this is inevitable, and you you need to you need to understand that this is inevitable because you 've achieved so much you 've gone through all the childhood illnesses you've gone through um, every education and college and expense. You've been through so much, and when it's over, when it's finally over, you kind of have this feeling, is that it? you know' I've, I've been I've been taking care of other people for forty years, and this is it. I'm gonna sit in my house now alone. And so you get this strange combination of fomo with fear of missing out combined with exhaustion because remember, you're also very tired. You've been through a long ordeal called Mm -hmm. raising a family, building a career. And so you're tired and, and you're also, you also wake up and say, I I've missed my life. You know, I have, what about me? What now it's my turn. Mm -hmm. And you don't have any distractions. You know, when you had kids, you said, well, I can't worry about that because I have to get the kids to school or my kids have chicken box or they have the flu. Right. Those things, those distractions are all gone now. And, And here you are looking at each other And this is either a time when the, the um, is that it, that question either begins to eat away at the marriage or it can also be a time to honor what you've achieved, you know? And, and so, so again, you have to work through this phase because it will be inevitable. You're going to ask that question. Is that it? Is that, is not there more? What about me? All that's going to come up in stage six. So be careful in this stage because it's another time when separation and divorce, or at least unhappiness, will will uh, will spike during this uh, stage six.
0: Right now, the last stage, stage seven, is is fulfillment, and this is where you mm-hmm. know, fewer than half of marriages get to this point. Um, most of this, us aren't going to reach stage seven, right? But this is a time when you know most. Most relationships, if you if they get to this point, they are, they are pretty settled. You know, right. they they're they're established, and you know, um, they have their routines, they have their understanding of each other, they 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 know each other very well, and, and so this is a time, of course, to celebrate and to relish that relationship and that that comfort and and um, stability that you have with one another. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it took a lot of work to get there. Um, right. But once you're there, most most relationships or most couples in this stage, you know, they, they are pretty settled and, mm-hmm. and feel um, pretty established um,
1: at that point. Right. That's right. This is the this is the point where you can say we did a good job and you can really appreciate each other and appreciate what you've done. Yeah. Um, but just remember, 40 to 50 percent of us marriages never never get to this stage yeah. so do what you can in in the previous six stages to make sure you get there right
0: so okay. as we wrap all this up let's remember that after stage 1 you know stage 1 is the great part um after stage 1 everything requires work mm-hmm. um you have to be patient you have to be respectful you have to be understanding but it takes an effort to do that all along the way you you have to you know, keep in mind what it is about your partner that brought you together to begin with. You have to work to understand how things that you do and things that they do either either connect really well or sometimes they don't connect very well and do something about it. You know, relationships take a lot of work Mm -hmm. and those couples who are willing to do the work usually do really well.
1: Right. But if if friend
0: partners don't,
1: yeah. If you do that's right. And you have to do work at each phase. You have Absolutely. to do different work at each phase. I had a friend who used to tell his kids they would meet a girl and they'd get engaged or be dating. And he said, Well, this is the best that your relationship will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the during the engagement, the honey. The first couple of years he said, This is the best that it's going to be. Right. And I used to think he was right, but I don't think he was It, it doesn't have to be the best. Right. It can be the best at each stage if you do it right. And it can get better. Right. If you really know somebody and you accept each other for who you are, that's as good as romantic love. Right. You know, that kind of love is as good as romantic love. Um, And so each phase building a marriage is like raising a child. What you do um, from birth to five is different from, than what you do from ages 15 to 20. Right. So you do you you do different things at each stage of a child's development and you do different things at each stage of marriage development.
0: Yeah. I, I think if anything, that first stage, it's not that it's the best it will be, it's most often the easiest it will be because when you absolutely
1: it that's perfect. It is yeah. it's that's the easiest phase. Yeah. The re- but each stage now is going to take some work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So don't give up. Keep working and communicate. Talk right. to each other. Be open about what's going on. And, um, you know, if if you're struggling, get get help. Talk to a therapist. Um, there, there are lots of models um, for how to how to work and build, you know, that tighter, stronger relationship. Um, right. get, get that support you might need So Yep. All right. Well, that's it for today. Until okay. next, stay happy, stay healthy and forget to be afraid.